Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Well, it is a final from American Family Field. The game, the series in the homestand, and the results are not good as the Brewers fall in 10 a 6-5 to five loss and a, uh, a nice, tidy 2-hour uh, and 19-minute game. No, a little bit, little bit on the longer side, but would have been worth it had the Brewers come up victorious. They do not today, and uh, it's just those pesky Pirates. They, it's like they do it to you every single year. There's a series in which they step up and they take care of business against you. It, it started out well. But it didn't. Uh, it didn't necessarily end well. And I, I, I gotta say, you know, a big game out of Vogelbach and uh, Avi with a home run as well. And you know, you went dormant a little bit there, but but you battled back. And and that's really what happened here is that the Brewers battled back, and they just didn't battle back far enough. Colin Moran, uh, the I think he's the the latest Brewer killer. Boy, that guy smokes the crew. And Frazier Newman. Reynolds and Moran, those are the four in Pittsburgh that tear apart the Milwaukee Brewers, those four guys. And they did it again this weekend in this uh, series victory over the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers with the loss now, uh, eight and seven on the season. And they're, uh, well, it's an uphill climb now because they've got a long flight tonight to think about things. They also got to face the San Diego Padres for a three-game set starting tomorrow night, a little late-night uh, Brewers conversation tomorrow night. But, man, what a disappointing loss today as the Brewers did get uh, get in front early. And just there was a few, I think, Craig Council changes or decisions, let's say decisions, uh, that I did not agree with. Uh, there's three of them that there were main decisions in this baseball game. Uh, of which uh, two did not work out, one did. And and the one that did, I was against that one too, and that was Devin Williams to pitch that eighth inning. I would not have gone to Devin Williams in that situation, but Council did, and it worked out. So you, you, you give him credit for that. That would have been, if I was uh, pulling the strings here, that would have been J.P. Fireisen. But how did the Brewers lose this game then? You know, Freddie Peralta goes five innings, allows three runs, that three-run home run to Moran. You tell me if there was something you'd have done just a little bit different in this ball game, Because I want to get your reaction here uh, after the uh, series is done, the homestand is done, and they're going to head to the road, three in San Diego and three in Chicago uh, to face the Cubs again. So a tough little road trip here, six games. But – you had a chance to win this game a few times. I mean, again, the, the battle back scenario, that's good. That's all f- fine and good at times, but uh, it doesn't help the disappointing uh, feeling that you've got here uh, with a uh, Brewer 6-5-10 inning loss. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen and Austin, Texas is here. Austin, his final day here at the fan. 
You guys are dropping like flies. Joe Zenzola and now you, Austin. What's going on here? I'm just, just, just wondering what the hell's going on around here. Nonetheless, we've got to get into some uh, unpacking here as uh, we'll go back into our game recap here. Freddie Peralta, uh, first inning, uh, gets a couple of quick outs, but then he hits a man. Uh, Newman to face Moran. Moran takes him uh, full count. Uh, hey, if Moran wants to attempt a bunt against the shift, we'll take that. But uh, it, it goes foul, and he strikes out to end that frame in the first inning. Bottom of the first, crew gets right to work in this game today after Bradley retired on a pop-up. Vogelbach gets the Brewers on the board. Brewers have had some excellent first innings. They scored five in the first last night. Vogelbach in the right center field. Long run, Fowler, and he'll watch it fly. Another first inning tally on the board for the Brew Crew. Bernie hits the slide, and it's one nothing Milwaukee. Yep, have been doing very well in the first inning thus far this season. That's a good trend to have. It brought up Avi Garcia, who flared a base hit, and then uh, a great at bat from Travis Shaw. He's he's fouling pitches off, taking tough pitches, worked it full. Avi on the move, and Travis Shaw, one swing of the bat, doubles the lead. There goes Garcia. Swing it, a fair ball. Just inside the bag, hits the sidewall. Garcia's going to score. Shaw on his way to second, an RBI double. Oh, that was pretty close down the line. Eric Shelton's going to come out and talk to Karen Paz to see if that was actually a fair ball or not. Yeah, it, it turned out to be an RBI double two zip as the Brewers take an early lead. Keston would strike out. McKinney flies out to end that frame. But the Brewers, with those two runs, they've outscored their oppo- uh, opponents in the first inning this year. Now 17-1. to one. As I said, that's a great trend to have here. Uh, Peralta gives up a leadoff double in that second inning, works around it, a couple of strikeouts. He's got three through the two to the bottom half. Uh, nothing for the crew in the second inning. Uh, Two-out walk. Uh, that was a four-pitch walk to Peralta. Bradley Jr. strikes out to end that frame. 49 pitches for Chad Cool through two into the third inning. The Buccos get to Peralta in that third inning all after two outs. Four-pitch walk to Evans. Reynolds then hits him for a double. The run didn't score, second and third, with those two outs to face Colin Moran. Now, you have the right-hander Peralta facing the left-handed hitting Colin Moran. Okay, and and I'm just, um, again, a a, a mild just gripe a little bit. You guys know how Craig Council values the matchups, right? When we say matchups a lot, what what we mean by that is if there's a right-hander on the mound, Craig Council likes to throw lefties out there. It's just a good matchup. Conversely, a lefty on the mound, Council likes likes to throw a bunch of righties in there. It's just a good matchup. I wonder why Craig Council doesn't use that philosophy when his pitchers are on the mound. And in this case, Freddie Peralta, the righty, facing Colin Moran, the lefty. With the righty, Gonzalez on deck. First base open. Two outs, second and third, first base open. My question would be, why wouldn't you just put him on? It's the third inning. Derek Shelton, the manager of the Pirates, is not going to counter in the third inning. Don't you like that matchup better, Craig? Righty-righty instead of righty Peralta against lefty Moran, who, by the way, just kills Brewers pitching. Just, Just wondering why the philosophy doesn't work when his guy is on the mound. But when his guy's in the batter's box, then it's a matchup thing. Just food for thought here as we move forward. And what does Colin Moran do? Well, it's a three-run bomb off Peralta, and I was losing my mind at that time. I got to say, they take a 3-2 to two lead into the bottom of the third inning. Brewers get it right back in the bottom of the third Uh, After Vogelbach strikes out, he was up 3-0 in that count. Takes a uh, 
fastball for a strike, three to one, three and one. Then takes another three one fastball right down the middle. A theme I've been I've been seeing here lately this this season. Fastballs being taken right down the middle, and he ends up striking out as as I said. But Avi Garcia bails out the offense with this one man rally. Bail pitch. Garcia hits it hard. Center field. Got some carry. And she's gone. Avi Garcia ties it at three. His third home run of the season, given 10 RBIs, and hit a missile to right center. After Pittsburgh gets that uh, big three-run home run in the top of the third, Chad Cool, their starter, does not get the shutdown inning. Avi Garcia, as you just heard, takes it deep. You heard it on Bally Sports Wisconsin. 3-3, his last eight games for Avi. Three homers with 10 RBIs. Uh, They're even into the fourth inning. Freddie, he gets the shutdown inning which was big, strikeout, a walk, a pop-up, and another strikeout. Six strikeouts, over 70 pitches uh, through the four innings uh, for Freddie Peralta. Offense, one, two, three in the bottom of the fourth into the fifth inning. Stays tied at three. Freddie Peralta, scoreless fifth. After two outs, another walk, four-pitch walk just ahead of Moran. A 1-1 count and gets Moran to fly out to McKinney to maintain the tie into the bottom of the fifth inning. And uh, one-out double from JBJ in the bottom of the fifth inning. That hitting streak quietly at eight games. The Brewers can't get him in. Strike out to Vogelback. Bounce out by Garcia. 3-3 into the sixth inning. Perdomo into pitch the sixth inning of a tie ball game. Lead-off base hit, then a strikeout. Then a ground out. Nice play by Keston Hira. Throws him out uh, for the fielder's choice as the runner moves to second. Then a walk. Two on. Two out. Counts goes to get Boxberger. And uh, it paid off, at least in that inning. He gets a huge strikeout to end the frame. There's a tough out. Boxberger deals. And he struck him out. A high fastball. Boxberger gets his man. And the Pirates strand two. That's a big one. Mark it down. High heat. Yeah, it goes to the bottom of the six, tied at three. Uh, let's see. A strikeout to Shaw in the bottom of the six. Uh, sixth inning. Keston draws a walk. McKinney hits into a fielder's choice for the second out. And Shelton goes back to his bullpen to bring in the righty to face Pena the righty. Pena draws a walk. Two on, two out. Brings up Daniel Robertson mm-hmm. uh, to the seventh, tied at three. You can just imagine what happened there. Boxberger in trouble in the seventh inning. Ouch. A flare, broken bat, base hit, then a strikeout, and then uh, Reynolds. It's either Frazier, Newman, Moran, or this guy, Reynolds, as he goes the distance. Mm-hmm. A two-run home run. Dead red fastball, and it's now 5-3 Pirates in that seventh inning. Uh, A ground out and a strikeout does finally get him uh, out of that inning, but into the bottom of the uh, seventh, 5-3. Need to get it right back. They do. In the bottom half, they hit the pay window. After a rocket off the bat of Taylor for the first out, uh, nice play defensively by the Pirates. JBJ, a bunt base hit. It set the table for Vogelback. Chris Stratton with Bradley at first. Vogelback rips one deep center field. And it is up and gone. We are tied. A frozen rope out of here. The only question, was it high enough to go out? It was, and Vogelback ties it at five. Have a day, huh? Yeah, have a day. Daniel Vogelback, we're back to even at fives in the seventh inning. I told you about Tyrone Taylor's rocket in a nice uh, defensive play. Well, after that home run right there, Pittsburgh takes another base hit away, this time from Avi Garcia, two uh, in, two out for Travis Shaw. 
and he uh, strikes out to end the inning and get it back to even. Now, here's the first decision I would disagree with Craig Council. However, this one worked out. I would have went Fire Eisen in that eighth inning. He goes to Devin Williams, tie game in the eighth inning, gives up a one-out base hit, but he gets a ground ball to Vogelbach, who gets the Schuer out for two outs. Uh, runner moves to second base. Alford the hitter, and Devin Williams keeps the momentum going with a big K. This is the man to get. Williams deals, and he struck him out. Dropped the changeup on to end the inning. Devin Williams puts up a zero. Yeah, well, it didn't roll into the offense. The momentum, one, two, three in the eighth. And Josh Hader coming out in the ninth. Now, the game plan here, for me at least, would be you get a scoreless inning right here out of Josh Hader, possibly, depending on the pitch count. He's going to go two innings. He has not been working that much this season. And as of late, you, you just haven't been able to get to him on a consistent basis. And uh, Josh Hader, one, two, three in the ninth inning. Brewers offense, however, returns the favor in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Now, um, and we go to, to extras uh, tied at five in into the 10th inning and JP Fireisen is on to pitch the 10th. Now, again, there should have been a double switch there. I disagree with what Craig Council did. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. But you could have done a double switch to move that pitcher spot around. You had Omar in the pitcher spot in that bottom of the ninth inning. Didn't didn't it didn't play as Craig would say. Um, Colin Moran stings the Brewers again uh, to lead off that tenth inning off Fire Eyes and again man on second base nobody out and he hits a, an RBI double but Fire Eyes and that minimizes the damage there. But the damage was done. It's a 6-5 lead. And the Brewers, uh, they they don't muster up the run. Bradley Jr. at second. Vogel back. Flies out to short center. Deep fly to right for the second out. And Bradley Jr. doesn't tag up right there. I'm just curious about that part. But now I'm nitpicking. Brings up Travis Shaw. And he strikes out looking. And there's your final 6-5 in 10 innings as the Brewers fall in this game. As well as the series. Uh, you guys coming out of American Family Field uh, nice, and, n- nice and loud again. But I would like to, to ask this question. What would you have done different in this game? If you're Craig Council. I pointed out, again, if you're just tuning in, the matchup, and, and, and again, I, I defined what, uh, what we understand matchups to be. When we see a righty on the mound, well, then you put a bunch of lefties in your lineup. That's a good matchup. Okay? Conversely, a lefty on the mound, you put a bunch of righties uh, in your offensive lineup, and, and the matchups are good. And Craig Council believes in this. You guys know that. You've heard him say it a million times. You've heard us talk about it a million times. Uh, but I- I'm wondering why that doesn't play when his pitcher is on the mound. And I will bring up the situation in the third inning, two on, two out. That's second and third, first base open, righty Freddie Peralta, lefty Colin Moran, put him on to face the righty Gonzalez on deck. How come that doesn't play from the other side of things? For Craig Council. That's just something to think about here. I don't think Derek Shelton was going to uh, uh, counter with a pinch hitter in the third inning. And go back to a lefty. I I don't think that would have occurred. But man, and on top of it, Colin Moran just just kills the Brewers. Uh, 799-1250. As uh, we'll start things off with uh, Bill. Will. That's right. Will. We're going to go Will. Will. You're uh, first up here on the fan. What's going on, Will? How you doing, mate? Yeah, first call in for the season. How you doing, fellas? Yeah, um, well, welcome big, back, Will. Yeah, no worries. Big, big issues with Moran. I mean, you know he's kicking out, you know, what, and we pitched him all day. And he, that lineup is not deep. It's not treacherous. Just pitch around the guy. Too many yeah. times in the 10th and then the third. It's, it's just like council was too egotistical, just, Put the damn guy on. It, it's irritating. I mean, you know the ginger's going to hit you. He's going to hit. So just put him on. Between that and, oh, and so many issues. So many issues, mate. 
it's a tough one. I, I just, again, Will, I appreciate it. There'll be better days here and great hearing your voice here. Um, down in uh, Kenosha, I believe you're calling from. Some, some wild action down in Kenosha overnight, too. Wow, that's uh, kind of crazy, crazy times here. 799-1250. We'll get uh, more of your reaction coming up. Get to Craig Council. Now, again, I, you know, this is a move in the third inning, guys. Now, one could say to defend Craig Council a little bit is that you almost give this inferiority thing when you would go ahead and walk intentionally Colin Moran in the third inning of a baseball game. I mean, I get that psych part of the game where, you know, it does give uh, Pittsburgh or Colin Moran a little more confidence. Hey, you're pitching around me in the third inning? What are you doing? It's like, it's like what the Cubs did the other night. The Brewers put up a run in the first inning. Uh, I, I want to say it was Burns on the mound, and they played their infield up. Um, so, I mean, they're saying that we're not going to score a lot against Burns, so we need to pinch a run here and try and stop the stop the floodgates from opening up. And so I get that, that natural sight game part of it, but I also get the physical part of it, and I also get and understand the consistency part of it. And that is, if you think that highly of matchups when you're on offense, shouldn't you then consider that when you're on defense, when you're pitching? Let's get one more in here before the break here. Let's go to Pewaukee and say uh, good evening to Joe. Joe, you're on the fan. What's going on? Hi, Tim. I wanted to ask you, do you think Bradley Jr. didn't tag because with a strikeout pitcher, he, they wanted to leave him at second to try to steal signs? And it didn't make much difference with a strikeout pitcher whether he was on second or third. What do you that think would, of that? That would be awesome if that were the case. There, that's so many levels <laughs> beyond me that I would be way impressed, Joe, if that were the case right there. My my counter to that would be, hey, man, if there's a runner at third base, a, a wild pitcher, a pass ball, you get something. A little clunker on the on the infield, you get that game back tied. So I would – but, man, that's interesting. I'd, I'd be impressed if, <laughs> if that were the case. All right. Well, I hadn't thought about the wild pitch. You're right about that. That's true. Yeah, and maybe a little duffer on the infield, you know, it, uh, it, it, it would plate the run. Whereas if he's at second base, the duffer on the infield or the wild pitcher pass ball just moves him over one, one base. Right. But that would be interesting. That'd be one hell of a gamble to say, no, 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 we're going to stay here because I'm, I'm showing signs here. Yeah, because that guy was throwing smoke. You know, they weren't making contact. No, they weren't. I, I thought they should have been a little more aggressive in the 10th. You and also just, have they, to they, swing they, to make contact. Yeah, yeah, you you definitely have to swing to get some contact in there. Joe, thanks for the call. Um, and to not use hater for two today, is that an issue with you guys? Um, you know it's a long season, and they haven't been using him all that much, so that could work, you know, maybe in, in, in both sides of that argument, of that debate. Um, my guess would be that, you know, it's a, it's a long season and we want to make sure we use them in the right situation. It's probably the way it's going to come out. For me, you're asking me, I want Josh Hader to control a game. you got to buy time. We talked about this all weekend. With Yelich, Kane, and Wong out, it's about buying time to have an offense to do just good enough. To do that, you got to fill the void you got to fill the void of scoreless innings, as many as you can get. And in that situation, what other pitcher really in baseball would you want with a runner at second base and nobody out with the game on the line? Uh, Just saying. All right, we'll we'll get more of your reaction here. Uh, Your thoughts on the Craig Council managed game today, your thoughts on, on the game itself. 799-1250. 799-1250. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, there's Austin, Texas. My name is Tim Allen. Brewers fall in 10-6-5. We'll be back on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station.
Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. This one hurts a little bit. Uh, you lose the ball game in extras, and you lose the series at the same time. And you you add opportunities here. I think mainly, uh, you know, when you jump out to a two zip lead, you, you want it to kind of sit there a little bit. But it, it just took a couple of innings. Uh, the third inning, where uh, Moran uh, ended up hitting Peralta for the three run bomb. And I'm just wondering uh, if if there's anything different that you'd have done. Uh, if you were Craig Council in this one, and I, I can tell you what I'd have done, I would have walked him. And at the time, at the time, it was uh, the third inning. So you're thinking, well, it's a little bit too early to start playing this whole matchup and intentional walk thing. Council has intentionally walked men in the past. It's typically later in the game. It's certainly not in the third inning, but it's not unheard of to dislike a matchup so much that you just put them on. Now, again, you had a walk in that inning. You had a scorching double over uh, Avi's head and right. And then now you're going to face, you know, a, a, a matchup that just doesn't look good, guys. And and I give a lot of credit to uh, Freddie Peralta um, and, and, you know, for, for challenging this guy and, you know, he's got an ego too. And, and that plays into this a little bit. What player, you know, what big time player doesn't want to go at a guy? I want to go at your best, but there is something to be said about being a little smart about things. And when you have the guy that can hurt you the worst in a situation that can just pivot the game a little bit. That's when I think you should – I think that part of it prevails for me. Okay, if, if, if Gonzalez ends up beating on you for a three-run double or a grand slam or whatever, okay, I'll tip my cap to Gonzalez. But when Freddie Peralta is having a little bit of a rough go in the inning and, and the matchup doesn't look good, I, mean, I don't know what else to say. First base is wide open right there. And it didn't feel good from the right from the start. So I get giving uh, Freddie a vote of confidence, but I think the vote of confidence uh, confidence should be, you know, let let's let's work around this dude. He's one guy that can hurt you a little bit. Let's get out of this thing. Let's given a different situation, Freddie. I'm going to let you go at this guy. Go get this cat. And that just didn't happen. And and maybe it's it's something that really doesn't happen too much in. You know, in in all of baseball as a whole. Additionally, uh, we now have three games uh, that go into extras this year so far. Brewers are two and one in those games. And how do you like this rule here? Runner at second base, nobody out to start extras. And again, we're this is somewhat new to me too, and in all of us. But in uh, you know, isolating on every single pitch, every uh, single situation. Uh, that the Brewers have been in uh, in extras both last year and this year. I got to admit, I'm not 100% traditionalist or purist, but I have to admit I like it. And I'm starting to uh, try, to, try to figure out the little nuances uh, in this extra frame. Trying to figure out whether or not I would, you know, just walk a man. Let's start fresh. Let's start fresh and walk a man if it's the top half. You're at home. And let's set up let's set up a double play here, depending on again the situation and the matchups. Offensively, I'm trying to figure out the little nuances. Is is it worth bunning the runner over to, to third base? Now he's sitting there. You don't need a hit to win a ball game. You're you're tied now in extra frames. And and you're you're at home batting in the bottom half. You don't even need a hit to win the baseball game. It's it's a sacrifice, and it's a sacrifice, and it's a win. So I'm trying to figure all this out, whether I fall into a pocket of one or the other, and, and the answer is undetermined. I just don't know yet. I haven't seen enough yet to, uh, to, to figure that out. Austin, 
Your thoughts on the extras rules here? Would would you bunt? Uh, would it be a uh, an, an intentional walk to set up a double play? Especially if you get the first man. I'm thinking I want a chance on one pitch to get out of this thing. I, I think I'm starting to heavy lean toward that. But your thoughts? Yeah, I want to start by saying I am I'm becoming more and more of a fan of this extra inning rule every time that I see it. It just has a it has a postseason feel to it because you are hanging on every pitch because you know all it takes is a base hit now to get that runner in. Where in years past, extra innings you know could take forever because every batter would be trying to you know swing for the fences and end it with one swing. So I just want to start by saying that. But I I'm with you. There are little things like putting the runner on first to create the the force at first and second and third, but that that then gives you a chance at the double play. And I think I might test my luck with that. If I'm the home team, put that runner on first, try to get that double play. Yeah, that guy might make it the third, but now you got two outs and all you need is one more. Right. So right. I, I I'm leaning with you it, on that. Yeah, I would consider it more with with one out. So in in, in this situation, if if I'm at home and, um, you know, my pitcher, runner at second base, nobody out. My pitcher gets a strikeout or a pop-up, and the runner's still sitting there with one out now. I got to say it's a heavy lean toward, toward walking the next man and setting up, setting up the double play. Now, again, you run the risk of a three-run bomb, in which case you can't hit a home run and tie it. You know, you only, you only give up a couple of runs. Yeah, you're looking at you have the same same chance of of hitting the two run bomb uh, to to retie this thing. But I gotta say, I I like a seven out of ten chance to get any batter out in a given situation. If a guy's on a roll, that's a little different. If the matchup looks crazy, that's a little different. Just generally speaking, I like to get a guy seven out of ten times out. That being said, how do you get him out then? What's what's his ground ball rate? What's the pitcher's ground ball rate? Where's the spray chart going? That's that's all things that play into this, but pretty intense is the the word I would use in extra frames these days. Intense because it is it is rather intense. All right, if you want to join us, seven nine nine twelve fifty. We're gonna hear from Daniel Vogel back. I just can't get out of the habit of saying Bach. But apparently we're falling into a pocket of Vogel back, so I'll, I'll do my best to do that. We're going to hear from uh, Daniel Vogel back coming up in a bit. I'll try and squeeze in some comments from Freddie Peralta and want to get to Craig Council next here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Austin, Texas. Is it's, it's his last day on the job here. Mm, I don't know if I buy that. My name is Tim Allen. Brewers fall in 10, 6-5 the final. We'll be back. Council next, 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, as I said, these types of games, well, they hurt. You lose the game when you had ample opportunity to win, and you lose the series at the same time. To the Pittsburgh Pirates. And namely, Colin Moran did you in. I mean... A guy like Sparky Anderson, that dude would intentionally walk a guy three, four times in the same game. For several reasons, didn't like the matchup, righty-lefty, whatever it might be. Just his gut told him that I'm not letting this dude uh, smoke me here. I'll, I'll get beat by the other guys. Who do you want to get beat by, Colin Moran or Gonzalez? I mean, that's, that's sort of a rhetorical question, but my goodness, you had an opportunity there in the third. Hey, the 10th, he went down and got a, got a pitch, and, and that's that. And Fire Eisen has been, has been good throughout this season, and he's going to continue to be good. There's no indication that he won't. But maybe again, somebody with some wacky thoughts like mine May have walked him in that situation. 
okay, I'm going to set up the force everywhere, even though it's leading off the 10th, I'm not letting that dude beat us. Because in, in theory, he's the one that put him in the situation to win the game in the first place with the three-run homer. So you could make that argument that I, I would, you know, go ahead, I, you know, a, a, a traditionalist uh, may just walk him in that 10th inning too. And I don't think, I don't think it's etched in stone, guys, the way these managers these days, last year and this year, I don't believe that they're a hundred percent with uh, you know philosophies on this. We're all trying to figure this out. What might be the best way to handle that runner on second base with nobody out? Are you the home team? Are you the road team? Who do you have on the mound? What do the matchups look like? Uh, who do they have on the bench? I mean, you got to look at all of these things. This we're we're looking at. You know, 50, 60, 70 years of situations that they're not accustomed to seeing. And that's this new extra inning rule. I'm, I'll am i totally admit, I, I don't know yet, but I think it's intense. And, and I like it, but I don't know how I'd, I'd handle it quite yet. I don't, I don't think that I have uh, stamped anything to the point where, well, this is the way I'd do it, and that's that. I'm nowhere near that. I just haven't seen enough. We haven't seen enough of these games to figure all this out. Uh, before we get to Craig Council, uh, let's go to uh, Brian. Brian and Valders, my buddy. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Tim. Tough, tough game today. Yeah, it uh, was. Uh, the one thing I wanted to talk a little bit about this extra inning uh, situation is I don't know that I think you know, I'm kind of given the point with Hader in the top of the ninth. Because there's nobody on, I would rather go with JP there and hold Hater for the tenth, knowing your bottom of the order is hitting in the ninth, and then and then you have that runner on second with Hater coming into the tenth. I know Good you point. can't predict that. I just I just one of those things I don't know that I like Hater. No, it's hard to argue Council. He was facing the top of the order with 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 Frazier and Moran and all those guys, you know, with JP. But at least he's got a Kleeg slave in front of him. You know, that's the one thing I think. They need to really think about what that's runner on second base. Well, and it goes into maybe there's still that arm short. And I, I, I will take the maybe out of it. And I don't want to offend any anybody down there at the Brewers, but uh, I think they're an arm short. I do. I, 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 even with Devin Williams uh, having a nice game today, he just gave up the one hit, but nothing else. He looked a lot better. There's still an arm short out there. Yeah, they sure are. And you could really – you can really see it. You know, Boxberger did a nice job tonight, today after he gave up the home run, though. I mean, but but ultimately, you know, I I don't mind Boxberger, I don't mind JP, and I don't mind Williams and Hader. But you want that that really that really that solid guy, rip, that real ripy ripy for Hader to come in there and just shut people down. And we we're lacking that right now. And granted, we scored five runs today. You would like to think we should win the game with five runs we scored, but but. You know the three ring ding, three run dinger that, that Freddie gave up kind of was a killer. But would you have but, would you have intentionally put Moran on in the uh, third? You know, I don't think I would have. I mean, I'm not a big guy. I love to put guys on base. Uh, I just, I just, I would rather him hit his way. I know Grassy killed us today. I know, but I mean, I just, I just don't think I would have walked him. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna find yeah. out. Uh, I mean, the the way the schedule you know shakes out here these days in baseball, we've seen a lot of the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. Let's see. Just just earmark this. Keep this you know in your back pocket here, for the next series against the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates or the next one after that, and just see how they handle Moran. Let's just see if it's a little bit different. I'll I'll keep my eyes on that for you. Brian, thanks for the call. That is interesting, too, what he brought up about the extra frames. To maybe go with, um, because you could make the argument that it's the higher leverage situation is the man on second base and nobody out. Whereas, you know, fire eyes into pitch that ninth inning, that's, that's, uh, you know, nobody on, nobody out kind of situation. On the other hand, don't you want a shot in that bottom of the ninth inning? Don't you want it shut down in the top half just to give that score run and you win a ball game? And again, I don't know how 
Uh, he didn't end up going with Josh Hader for two of the innings, but that's that's a different argument all told. Let's see with, uh, what Craig Council has to uh, say and see if he can shed some light on a lot of our questions that we have on today's show. Here's Craig Council after the 10-inning hey, 6-5 hey, loss. Craig, hey, Craig, it's, it's so many points in a game when at-bats are big, but it looks like with that runner on second thing in the extra innings, the very first at-bats of the whole game, it seems like. You know, their guy knocked him in. They got Daniel out without you getting at least the run row. It just looks like that's the key at bat of the game once you get the extra innings. Do you look at it that way? Uh, I mean, I think it's as big. I mean, every out's big. So, um, I mean, getting getting out there is, you know, as big as the next one. Um you know, Rodriguez was just tough against us tonight. Today, when we had the right guys up against Rodriguez, um, you know, JP threw a pretty good pitch to Moran's ball, um, and then he kind of scooped it. And their good players are 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 doing a really nice job. They're they're tough outs right now. Moran's a tough out. Reynolds is a tough out. Frazier's a tough out. Um, you know, they're they're their their core guys are really locked in. Craig, when uh, Vogelbach gets a start like he does today, how important do you think it is for a guy in that role to, you know, have a good day and sort of make the most of it so he can go back into that sporadic role feeling good about himself? Well, I, I mean, I think I think Vogel's going to play. I think he needs to play. Um, I think he provides offense for us. Um, and I think he's swung the bat pretty well so far. He hasn't, he hasn't had much – he doesn't put the ball in the air a ton, but he's made a lot of really hard outs. You know, really the second baseman's gobbled up a bunch of balls that he's hit really hard. So, um, you know, I felt like that was that's common for Vogie. Um, you know, two homers is a special day, obviously, but um, he's a hitter. I mean, he, he's – I really believe if we give him at bats, he's going to hit. Um, we just – we got to find spots for him. Craig, would you think, Freddie, he was mad at himself for that mistake he made to Moran, but – I mean, he takes it the other way, lines it out to left. I mean, he's such a good hitter, but they didn't do much for Freddie other than that. Yeah, I mean, I think Freddie, um, you know, the only the, – the, the Moran, the only thing is, you know, was the two-out walk probably that was – you know, Moran's a tough hitter, and it's a tough tough matchup for our right-handers for sure. Um, you know, the, the two-out walk to Evans with two outs, nobody on, four-pitch walk was probably the – you know, that's kind of the at-bat you want back, if, if anything, to me. Um, to, to not get there and in, in a spot with some damage on. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how I saw that inning, but Freddie pitched well, I mean, he, he pitched well, um, you know, the, the eventually walks are going to hurt you. You know, if you, if you continue to walk, it's going those are going to hurt you eventually. And, and today the walk hurt Freddie, I thought. That's another encouraging outing for Devin coming off of the last one too. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Devin's feeling feeling pretty good right now. Um, so that that's, I think we're getting there and making progress. Um, you know, that was a big spot today too. So it was it was good to to have a good inning in a big spot. Overall, when you look at the home stand, uh, three and three, okay, great. But are you happy with? The, the kind of baseball that you guys are playing, clean games, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, 20 minutes after a, a loss like that, you you, you want to win that game. Um, you know, we're, we're, I mean, it was a clean game today, period. I mean, they, they played a good game. I, that's what I, I think. They they were, they were solid. Their, their bullpen, those, you know, they went they had to use a lot of relievers. They, they pitched well. Um, and they got a couple of big hits and they, there was no mistakes on their part. So, you know, it, it's, it's one when you get, you know, you get into those late innings and you tie it, you feel like you got a pretty good chance at home. Um, but they, they, they played well in the end there. And then and even, even the last inning we had, we had the exact scenario we want with Jackie on second and our two, three, four hitters up and, and Rodriguez just did a nice job. Craig, the way that ninth inning lined up, it looked like the pieces were in place for a double switch if you wanted to do that. Can, can you share with us why you didn't want to do that today? Um, regard, like. 
with Josh, it would have lined you up to have Josh for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you want, yeah, I, I mean, I was just going to stick at this point in the year. We're going to stick with Josh with an inning right now at this point in the season. Yeah. Do, do you see that changing potentially later on? Is it the fact that it's just early in the year and he's only got, however, a couple of innings? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why I said at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there he is, Craig Council. That answered uh, one or two of the questions we had. As uh, he's sticking with just the one inning right now. Hmm. For right now. And he reiterated that. So more on that in just a second here. We'll take a break, come back. Daniel Vogel back with a couple of home runs. He said he's got to get him some at-bats. He's a hitter, and I agree. I think he's a better hitter than he is a power hitter. Kind of looks like a power hitter. I think he's a better hitter uh, than than that power uh, that he displayed today. So they they are going to have to get him some abs, especially when Yelich, Wong, and Kane are out. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Ten innings, six five loss, and they lose the series on top of it. Who tell Council wanted this game, but not to be. We'll be right back. Twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. loss. There was, uh, you know, really a good thing or two that did happen in this game. However, Devin Williams, he was, uh, he was good. Uh, much, much better. Just gave up a, a one-out base hit, and outside of that, looked a lot better. Looked like uh, he was getting the feel of that changeup a little bit better. Uh, for what it's worth, Fire Eisen being thrown into the into the fire that way, if pardon the pun, um, I think that's only going to help him. So there were some, and Freddie Peralta, you know, he's got to make pitches in big situations. So despite me wanting the intentional walk to Moran uh, in that third inning, well, it's a, it's a learning moment for Freddie, but you know, outside of that, it's five innings, three runs, those three runs. Um, So I would have intentionally walked him. Now, the other thing to think about is, you know, Josh Hader, it is early in the year. You haven't been using him much. You haven't been able to get to him really at all. I assumed, and and shame on me, but I assumed Hader was going two innings. And my thought process was, hey, you've got two cracks, one with a runner on second base with nobody out. I assumed that Josh Hader was pitching the ninth and the tenth innings. That's just what I assumed. I just knowing what we know about Brewers baseball and Josh Hader and Craig Council. Well, I guess we don't know that much, do we? Because Josh pitched pitched the ninth, and it was asked for Craig Council that the 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 align alignment could have happened. I mean, you you put in Urias for um, uh, for Robertson. And uh, Omar ended up batting anyway for Pena, so that didn't didn't really matter. But it moved the pitcher spot around. You could have double switched there, um, and it just didn't. It didn't. He didn't do it. And and once that cleared, and we saw Fire Eisen out there, I was like, "Whoa, wait a second! You no, he didn't, did he? He didn't double switch, and that didn't happen." But listen here, I want to play this before we get to Vogel back. And I'm not picking on Craig Council by any stretch. We, we're not going to agree on everything he does. That's okay. I, I still love him. But listen to him. Does he not sound like he didn't really understand the question? Like the thought? Here's, I won't say he was confused. But I will say it did kind of solidify the answer I got. And the answer was he never thought that Hader was ever going to go two innings in this, in this game. That's what I got out of this. Check out Adam McKelvey setting up the question here. 
Greg, the way that ninth inning lined up, it looked like the pieces were in place for a double switch if you wanted to do that. Can, can you share with us why you didn't want to do that today? Um, regard, like. With Josh, it would have lined you up to have Josh. Okay. For, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> um, so that tells me that he never intended to at all go to Josh Hader for two innings. Whereas once it got tied and it approached the ninth inning and Hader was coming on, my thought process and ours as Brewer fans, probably collectively or maybe most of us would have said, hey, you got, you've got you got a scoreless rack for, for Josh Hader in the ninth. You got to pop at the walk-off victory in the bottom half. You're going to go back to Josh for one more inning. Your offense is going to get two cracks at this in theory. But Craig Council just at least reinforced to me that that was never on the table. That's that's wild. I I, I have a weapon like Josh Hader. Ain't no way I'm not using him to win today's ball game. I'm not thinking about August. I'm not thinking about next week. I want this win today. And I'm not saying that you know they don't want to win at all. I'm just saying that's would have been my philosophy. Uh, with with regards to Josh Hader. I'll deal with San Diego tomorrow when I get there. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe my offense breaks out, and I don't need Josh Hader for the next two nights. Maybe their offense breaks out against Woody and Burns. I doubt that's going to happen. But, you know, maybe maybe he was thinking we're going to need Josh Hader because we have our two studs on the mound, and they're going to be close games. I don't know, Maybe. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, going inside the clubhouse here. Vogelback, a big day today. Uh, damn near won the game by himself. A couple of home runs here and a big one. Two-run bomb in the seventh inning to tie the ball game. Here's his comments after the game. Hey, Daniel, I know that it, uh, you know obviously the win is the most important thing, but how good did it feel to get on track today with a couple of homers? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you just said it. Um, winning is the most important, and you know we couldn't pull it out for – uh, Freddie today, once again, pitched great. Um, so that's always frustrating. It was a hard-fought game, and you, know, you always want to come out on top of those. Um, but, yeah, I was just pleased with you know, being able to put a couple good swings on some fastballs um, and just trying to get my timing you know, uh, to where it needs to go and so get good pitches and swing at them. And after that, you know, I can't control what happens. Daniel, how important are these days when you come and see your name in the lineup and know you're going to get, what, four or five at-bats? You know, I just try to take every day the same way. Um, you know, there's so much in this game that's out of your control, um, and there's so little that's in your control. So, you know, for me, if I start worrying about things that I can't control, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, spend myself out of things that I can't control. So just try to come in every day, you know, be the same guy, um, you know, be a leader and have a smile on my face, uh, get my work in, and when I, my number's called, do what I can to help the team win, whether it's starting, pinch hitting, coming in, whatever that may be. You know, my goal is just to do it, um, you know, do what I can each and every day. Daniel, how would you say the transition has gone for you so far? You know, we've asked you about the pinch hitting thing and everything and going in and out of the lineup. You know, how would, how would you rate yourself and how you've done so far? I mean, it's we're two and a half, whatever weeks into the season. I, I'm not really going to, you know, rate myself at all. I rate myself on uh, at the end of the year wins and losses. I want to be on a winning team like I am. And um, at the end of the year, you know, I rate myself on, you know, how we played as a team because that's what I, you know, care about most. And, um, you know, like I said, today's a tough loss. Um, you always want to come out on top on these games and win a series. But, you know, baseball's right back at it tomorrow and, we'll, you, you know, we'll get back at it. Daniel, both, both of your uh, home runs are on fastballs on the outer half. Those are not easy balls to pull and you, you're able to do it. Is, is that a place where you like it where you can get good extension? Uh, with fastballs on the outer half? You know, it just all depends on the pitcher and my approach and what I'm trying to do, uh, you know, that at bat. I try to be on time um, and put a good swing on it. And I was able to, you know, get into some good counts today um, and put some good swings on it. You know, I wish I had that last at bat back, um, you know, being able to get the guy over and give us a chance to, you know, tie the game. Um, and I wasn't able to do that. So that's that's frustrating for myself. Um, but you know, just each and every day I'm starting in the cage and batting practice, just be on time and put good swings on balls. And, um, you know, it's a long season. And if I do that and can concentrate on that, uh, everything will take care of itself.
you made a really nice play with your glove too on that smash. You know, that could have been an inning that got away. It must be nice to help on defense as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, our pitchers, as everybody knows, have been throwing the heck out of the ball. Um, so, you know, when we can help any way we can and, you know, they get the ball, uh, put the ball in play, you know, ultimate goal is just to make plays. And that's, you know, what I'm trying to do when the ball's hit my way, make a play um, and make it as easy on them as possible and, you know, don't want them to feel like they have to strike everybody out. There he is, Daniel Vogelback, always into the game. I uh, heard – uh, B.A. and Rock talking about him on Bally Sports Wisconsin. And, you know, it's been uh, pretty well documented. He's into what he does and a total team player. He's not going to give away any trade secrets. There's a nice uh, a question from Hodgecourt there that asked him if he liked him on the outside. Uh-uh, he wasn't biting on that. He was just, I want to put a good swing on a, on a, on a good pitch. <laughs> so you kind of like that. kind of sounds like he uh, it, it might – be a coach or a manager in his future uh, when you when you really think about it freddie peralta goes five innings today allows uh, the three runs all on that home run uh by moran and we're gonna hear from freddie up next are you kidding me you you pitch to him mm. that might be the are you kidding me moment of the ball game right there it is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Ten innings, Brewers lose the game 6-5 and the series and uh, run their mark to 8-7. and seven. And tough, tough loss, man. Uh, we're just getting going here, what, 15 games in. But uh, this, is, uh, this one hurts a little bit. We'll be back here on The Fan. Did that really just happen? What was he thinking? It's time for the are you kidding me moment of the game. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on the fan. Yeah, that did just happen. The Brewers fall in 10-6-5. You're not going to win every game, but it's a difficult loss in, in that you know, it's a good battle, and you want to come out on top, as Vogelback said, of these types of games because the series was on the line here. And, you know, that's a tough pill to swallow here. But there's going to be rough spots in every year for every team. And, and this may not be the roughest of the spots that this team gets into. I, I would say that a little more difficult challenge here so far has been the injuries to this offensive lineup. So, it um, you know you can you can uh, make up for this by getting healthier and thus that's going to help you win uh, a few more games. Are you kidding me? Moment to me, a couple of them. One is in a good way. Devin Williams scoreless eighth inning. That was awesome. They need that guy. They need Devin Williams. And and again, he's not going to be as wicked as he as he was last year. But he's going to be pretty good, and he needs to get back up there and pitch in high-leverage situations. He did just that today, a scoreless frame in a tie ball game in the eighth inning. That was big time for, for Devin Williams. Boxberger made the, made the mistake and gave up the two-run homer, but your offense did pick you up time and time again today. RBI double from Shaw, a couple of homers from Vogelback. Uh, you had a solo shot from Garcia who's starting to heat up. Bradley. Now with an eight-game uh, hitting streak, uh, somewhat quietly. Uh, so the offense, you know, five runs, eh, you know, you probably, with this type of pitching, you probably are going to win most of those games. You really are. And uh, can't wait to to get going in San Diego. That's a big, big test for this Brewers pitching staff, that's for sure. Speaking of which, Freddie Peralta today, five innings, made the mistake to – uh, Colin Moran, and he uh, tagged him for a three-run home run, two outs, and nonetheless in that third inning. Let's get a couple of comments in from the Brewers' right-hander. Hey, Freddie, uh, what makes Moran such a dangerous hitter? He, he, he's hurt you guys, you know, in, in games in the past. Colin Moran, well, what, you know, he's obviously got good power, but how do you have to try to pitch him? Uh, I had a good plan for we had a good plan for pitching today but uh i make a mistake and i and i pay for it freddie do you feel like other than that there weren't many mistakes or uh how did you feel like the rest of your outing went uh no i feel 
pretty good about about what I did about I bottled in in, in today game, and but that was a big mistake that I that I made. Well, what did you want to do with that pitch, Freddie? Uh probably was a wrong pitch, or maybe I can throw my fastball in another location. Is it? Is that lineup, Freddie, a little tougher than people think? I mean, uh, Frazier's a good hitter. Reynolds is a good hitter. Is that lineup better than people think it is? Uh, they got good lineup, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, we can make pitches and we can make outs and win games even with that lineup. So, uh, for me, we just have to – you know, attack the hitters and try to make in quick outs. Freddie, what do you think about the jolt that Daniel Vogelbach has given the team uh, since he came? Uh, pretty good, man. He's he been doing good things, even when we need a uh, score run or maybe a home run. He's he, he been doing it since last year, too. Uh, and look today, he had Two really good homers and good uh, and good moments too. So he he been doing good. Freddie, you keep getting a lot of you keep getting a lot of strikeouts. You had seven of them today. Do you think that's because you know you're keeping hitters guessing with the new pitches that you've added? Uh, maybe yeah, and you know my fastball is is good and my slider too, and I also have the 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 cool ball. so I'm trying to sometimes I'm trying to make quick outs but they I am getting like a lot of swinging misses and it is what it is you know you have to keep attacking and see what happens but I I, I don't go out there like thinking about about just strikeouts but happens. Yeah, there's uh, Freddie Peralta, and I think he's right that he does get a lot of swings and misses, and and so that means the pitch count is going to get a little lofty at times, uh, because it's it's a little bit deeper deeper uh, counts here uh, for Freddie, and uh, you know we always say keep an eye on the pitch count early, and that's uh, the final hurdle to me, and in, in you know taking a look at a, at a starting pitcher the good ones sort of minimize that pitch count early. And, and again, I think uh, Brandon Woodruff is going through this. Corbin Burns is going through this. Uh, even an Adrian Hauser and a, and a Freddie Peralta as these young guys. And that's their final thing. The success is there. You keep that pitch count down because you, you ramp up to a 26-pitch inning in the first, and then you've, you've already said goodbye to a six-inning outing. And it just limits you right there. But – if you're a swing and a miss pitcher, what are you going to do? I mean, there's not much you can do because your pitch count naturally is going to go up just based on that. Uh, we'll take a break. Take a look at the matchup. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Brewers on the road here. They're probably getting on a plane here within the hour and a long flight to San Diego. And we get a, a look at the new darlings of the NL West, and that's the San Diego Padres. Some good talent, obviously, there and a huge test for this Milwaukee Brewers squad. We'll be back here on 1250 AM, The Fan. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan. Joe Musgrave is going to be on the hill for the San Diego Padres tomorrow night. A 9-10 first pitch after the last pitch. You make the switch. We'll meet you right here. Talk some Brewers baseball. Oh, in the wee hours of the morning. That's okay. Uh, we'll band together as Brewers fans. 0.47 earned run average with a 2-1 mark for Musgrave. And um, Woodruff. Uh, how about a 2-1-2 ERA? He'll be on the hill 
uh, for the Brewers tomorrow night. Let's uh, check out the uh, National League Central today. The Cubs just underway. I do know that, but what about the rest of them? Yeah, it was a tough day for the NL Central today. So we'll, we'll just give a quick update on the Cubs game. As you said, it just started over there on ESPN. Uh, the Braves have a 4 nothing lead going into the uh, bottom half of the first inning here. So Kyle, Kyle Hendricks having a rough start to, Good. to start this Sunday afternoon here. Uh, obviously, as we know, the Pirates took down the Brewers 6-5. to the Reds caught an L today. The Indians beat them again today. Six times. Six to three, the final in that one. And the Cardinals get shut out by the Phillies. Aaron Nola with the first nine inning shutout for the Phillies this year. Uh, they get the two nothing victory over the Cardinals. Okay, so the Brewers lose here six five in ten. And um, uh, just on our way out here, Austin. Now this is this is your last day, and and we'll miss you here on the fan. That's for sure. Um. So, but I, you know, sometimes radio is just that bug that bites you, and you just you you just can't get away from it. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go on record saying you will be back in radio in some capacity, maybe not in a full time or any of that capacity, but you will be back in radio doing something within the next twelve months. I hope so, man. I, you know, it, it's hard having to step away, but it, it's just something I had to do at, at this moment. And, um, you know, everybody from, from the station that I've worked with here, I've, I've loved everyone. Uh, I've been here for, for almost five years now, going back to two summers of interning and then my, my time here as a part-timer. So it, it's, it's a hard day. It's, it's very bittersweet because I, I will miss everyone dearly here. And, um, I will still be following along and, and tuning in after the last pitch each and every night because yeah, and, and just something I, I do. And, you and I and Billy have a scheduled trip to Vegas in October, so that's that all correct. good. You, you develop relationships and, and friendships and things like that. So I appreciate working with you, um, and uh, I look forward to just a, a friendship moving forward. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I I, I can't thank you enough uh, just, just as a mentor for me. You, you've been in – been on my side since since the beginning, uh, you know, per, per, or you know, interning on those post game shows my first time around, just just getting to know you and Billy, and it's really grown from there. And I, I couldn't be happier with my time here and and the people that I've met throughout. So that being said, I'll I'll, uh, I'll have you do something here before we sign off here. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow uh, after the last pitch. You make the switch. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin post game show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, we are an Odyssey station. You can find us uh, on the Odyssey app. You can find us on uh, the AM dial, 1250 AM. So normally for uh, now 16 years, I always say, smile, Milwaukee, the world will smile back. Every time I, every time I sign off, right? Every time. Okay. So since it's your last day here, I'm going to allow you to pinch hit for me. With, with that saying, and it'll be the last words you utter for a while on radio. How's that sound? That Honestly, that sounds glorious. It, it's an absolute honor to, to be doing that for you here. <laughs> All right. The rest of you guys have a great night, and Austin has these words. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Smile, Milwaukee, and the world will smile back.